Alrighty, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Men and Ties podcast. Uh, I'm Jacob Melt, joined by my other host, Joshua James. Go ahead, Josh. Hi. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, you say, say say hi, Josh. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, hey, this, hey. Time, this time I did it. I thought you would. All right. Slight change, but I guess we have to stick okay. to a schedule. <laughs> My oh my! I, 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 uh, I like tradition. Yeah, Go so uh, this, we're back. We're back uh, with our tenth episode. Happy episode number ten. Uh, we we have been gone for. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been about a month at this point. And uh, there's there's a uh, mm-hmm. simple there's a simple explanation for that. You see, after we made our awesome groundbreaking episode nine, which was titled "Women," uh, you know, we had to go into hiding for a little bit. A lot of women mm-hmm. women started rioting in the streets. There was protests against us. You know, they tried to cancel us, and we said no. And so they cried and cried. Civil war without it. it was, exactly. So, you know, we just we kicked them to the curb and said, you know, we're black. You can't do that to us. Uh, and then they, they screamed in their screeches and, and cried. and, and But they, they couldn't get us. Well, it, isn't that right, Josh? They just couldn't get us. Absolutely. Uh, we we run faster than uh, we usually do when we're uh, going to the milk store. You know, and, uh, <laughs> exactly. they couldn't catch up. Exactly. They couldn't <laughs> catch us, and they and they won't catch us. So that that's yeah. We we basically just took little little breaksy poo. Uh, we got busy with other stuff, but but now we're we're back. Yeah. So uh, yeah, here to serve uh, you, here to entertain it, you, keep you informed. Exactly. I've missed our little session. Ah, can't even speak. Having a stroke, apparently. I've missed our little session. <laughs> so, so uh, today is going to be a hoot and a holler. So, Josh, why don't you uh, take us away and, uh, and uh, let's get into our first topic. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, we, we're, we're starting uh, with news coming out of Ontario. A couple is taking the government to... Uh, court over prostitution laws. Um, Canada has laws against the uh, procurement of prostitution. You know, it's it's uh, advertisement, etc., etc. And this couple says that uh, those laws are unconstitutional because they violate uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, particularly the the part of the of the of the Charter, which guarantees freedom of association and freedom of expression. And of course, uh, prostitution has long been a public debate uh, how we how we should address uh, address it. Um, but more so now, in in the years that have come about from the the result of the sexual revolution. And uh, I say, uh, all the power to them. Um, I am of the opinion that Parliament should legalize prostitution. I don't see why it should be banned. Jacob, what do you think about prostitution? Well, you know, when it comes to a God standpoint and a moral standpoint, well, I'm more so just a spiritual standpoint. Uh, I mean, God will definitely be shaking his head at you. Uh, but I mean, you know, <laughs> hats off to you. If, if you want to go get your holly jolly infested with disease, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it, it's better. I, I, I mean, it's going to happen anyways. There, you know, there is certainly uh, already prostitution going on throughout the country so i mean might as well legalize and regulate it than to uh you know have have it be uh an illegal illegal activity 
Well, absolutely. I agree with you that. Uh, let me just put it for the record, since I know that there are people on the religious right who are watching. Uh, my legal endorsement of prostitution is by no means a moral endorsement of it. Uh, the question here is whether Parliament uh, has the power justly to uh, regulate it, not whether it's moral. I agree with you. It's immoral. God is certainly is no... Uh, it's no uh, has no positive view of that. It's a it, it's a, a result of human sexual immorality. But legalizing prostitution would be beneficial to society uh, in many ways. And as Jacob brought up, uh, one of those things is that we could regulate it. Um, if we could apply labor codes to prostitution, we'd have less. I, I would bet you. I predict that we'd have less people. Uh, getting sexual diseases transmitted around. It's when uh, uh, prostitution is in the market, this unsafe black market, that uh, you, it, it's ripe for disease infection more so than it would be uh, elsewhere. But I think that there's another more important point to, to notice about illegal prostitution that um, I think really gets to the heart of those who oppose it. You know, have you ever heard, Jacob, uh, that people oppose prostitution because it's one of the um, things that fuel the global sex trade. Oh, really? Yeah, that's one of that's that's something you hear from the opponents of prostitution. It fuels the global sex trade. And uh, my contention to you is is that if prostitution was illegal, then uh, we would have a, a better chance at fighting um, its usage as a means to. Uh, to fuel the global sex trade, we'd be protecting people who are uh, who are uh, in, in, you know, doing this as a as a financial option, and um, uh, it would achieve the objectives of those who oppose prostitution. I, I should also think that a, a, a second issue is the um, the anti-poverty mechanism that prostitution offers. You know, there there's a reason why women enter into prostitution. Men too. There's a reason why it's usually women, and it's not because they necessarily like sex, but it's because they're poor. And, um, you know, the people who uh, tend to oppose legal prostitution <laughs> also tend to be the people who uh, oppose uh, welfare funding, you know, welfare states, uh, you know, more social spending on anti-poverty initiatives. They're uh -huh. more free market oriented, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so um, the, legal, the legalization of prostitution uh, recognizes it as a legal profession that people who are poor, if they need to, can resort to to make an extra, uh, make extra money, and with it, we'll be able to apply the labor standards to it, to bring it into a a, a more modern, more dignified spirit of, of influence. In, in the, uh, yeah, profession. That's right. Uh, it, it'll be something more admirable. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it, it is a heated. Yeah, topic, but I think I think there's a kind of isn't Amsterdam a country that has like a red light district or something where that's just like a thing there. What do you mean? Well, I I believe it's Amsterdam. I'd have to double check, but I think they have this thing called a red light district where where they have prostitution legal and like regulated or regulated and and uh, <laughs> regulated. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta make. You gotta combine the words to, 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 to make it more efficient, all right? It's all about efficiency. But uh, basically, I, I, I think I think the, the spread of disease is less so because of this red light district, and um, mm -hmm. it, it's more safe 
for 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 the well, mm-hmm. I guess I guess you'd call them employees. Yeah, I'd imagine a minimum wage for prostitutes. Pardon? Less. Imagine a minimum wage for prostitutes. Well, I don't know about that. I think it'd be more of a self-employed type of thing. You think so? Yeah, unless you unless think that unless, be the, unless you started like a. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking. All right. I think I know what you're going to say. Well, but well, go ahead. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Huh? Go ahead, Jacob. Oh, no, no, no! Please, by all means. The... What, 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 what am I going to say, Josh? Are you going to talk about a brothel, Mr. Are you going to talk about a brothel? No, maybe. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Well, go ahead. Tell us. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, unless you work in a brothel, then I guess it'd be commission-based. Fossil! Fossil! Okay. See, I can I can read minds. You know, I've done that before. I've I've read minds. I've seen the future. God speaks to me, and uh, He tells me what's going to happen. So, I mean that literally. I mean that literally. Okay. No. Okay. God sure. speaks to me. Okay. The voices in your head are becoming more and more dangerous, Josh. Do you believe that it's just a voice in my head, Mr. Do you not believe that God speaks to his... No, I, you know, there was one philosopher who I was reading who was saying that we can distinguish between the voices that are had in God's voice in this way. Does the voice uh, find itself being confirmed often, right? So, um, I'll give you an example. Let's say, Jacob, that you're, you know, giving a speech and you feel down and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you you cry out to God. You say, "Does anyone care about me?" I don't know. I, I assume you, you're you're in a good mental mental place, right? Uh-huh. But let's just say that you weren't. And let's say that I hear a voice in my head that says, "Go tell Jacob that I care about him." Then I and I think that other and that you think others care about him. And I do that. Okay, that uh, is more likely the voice of God speaking to you than it is. Just uh, some coincidence of you having a sense perception. <laughs> okay, in your but head. then, but then, who's the voice in my head that says you're a dirty liar? <laughs> Is that well, also you, God? You know, the devil. That <laughs> no, obviously not. Sure? God. Are you God. sure? No, no. I mean, God has no, no, God no. has a, a particular humor. I mean, after all, he watches the Africans suffer day in and day out, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, God has given us the duty to fix the world, and uh, we have everything we need, but humans are just ruining it. So God shakes his head at human government, but says, I'm not supposed to interfere. I told you to steward creation. I told you to take care of each other. And so that is why God watches the Africans suffer, because he expects the Africans and the non-Africans to take care of each other. You know, Africa is the most resource-rich continent on the planet. Uh, they just need a proper way of, of harvesting those resources. Anyway, no, the person that's telling you that you suck, Jacob, is either the devil or your own insecurity. Choose your pick. Could, could, uh... Anyway, back yeah. to prostitution. You know, they, they, one final objection that they have here is that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Prostitution, it, 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 it 
trivializes women it makes them into fetishes uh, fe- uh you know I, i think i said that right and uh sure in some way it does i mean i i i, I recognize it. it it's sexually dehumanizing it's it's not with if your view of sexual ethics is my view which is what the bible the bible declares it to be so yes yes uh, prostitution sexually dehumanizes but if you, if you're uh, if you're engaging in a consensual process and you don't have that prior background then um what what what's that what's that relevant uh where is that relevant to myself where is that relevant most importantly to parliament and the courts it's not relevant it's not relevant at all and so uh, again the for the people who are listening who oppose prostitution the only relevant question is whether parliament has the just authority to ban it and i submit to you that uh, parliament does not have that authority and therefore parliament should legalize it do you want to be a prostitute we already have uh, we already have flip flopping around for free why can't we have flip flopping around for well, money exactly that's what i think all no, the I time want- And you don't want to be a prostitute? No, I don't want to be a prostitute. Are you sure? <laughs> you can your state your no, your your uh, your code name, your um your uh stage name, I guess if you want to call it could be uh <laughs> I don't know, some something something religious, something funny, something to grab grab those priests in by their neck and just I'm too old for the priest Jake. <laughs> I'm not 13 anymore. <laughs> wow, that, that's wow. unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, no, uh, uh, I don't want to be a part. Uh, well, well, good power you. should be restricted. Absolutely. Go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. Take it away. Well, I mean, I I I, I like I I I think it should be more you know I actually I heard something I read something I don't know how true this is but but apparently apparently prostitution in Canada is in fact legal it, it's the it's it's buying the services of a prostitute that is illegal it's something I read I'm not sure how true that is because it, it's kind of I I heard that it's yeah that I heard it's kind of like a loophole in in the sense that it's legal mm-hmm. but Brian the process the, the 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 services is illegal so i mean why, why not yeah procurement of prostitution yeah so at this point we might as well just legalize and regulate it mm-hmm. absolutely all right then uh, you know you can call in at 780 463 99 I would not tell trust us that number because I have no clue whose number that is. <laughs> Silence, Jacob. And anyway, call us in and tell us what you think about the legalization of prostitution. And uh, we'll be back uh, after this short break with our next topic. we are coming back here live or not live i guess this is recorded but you know maybe one day i'll be live and uh we're going to discuss something that is happening here in the province of alberta the education minister adriana lagrange isn't it lagrange a draft k to six and isn't it adrian adriana 
Adriana Lagrange. Well, I said Adriana. Well, I heard you say Lagrange. I said Lagrange. Lagrange. <laughs> you know, Lagrange. It's like to me. Oh, okay, okay. Response. But I, I say, <laughs> I say Pierre uh, Polivier or something, and you're like, it's Polivier or whatever the heck it was. So you criticize me on the name pronouncement. <laughs> no, no, no. You criticize you, me. Because that's not even yeah, close. It is. That's it's the exact same thing. It is the exact oh, same situation. Polivier. Paul Ev and whatever nonsense you spouted off is not the same, right? So, uh, <clears throat> let's just say that Lagrange Paul and Lev, Lagrange the Minister of the, Education are very t- two very different things. <laughs> not necessarily. All right, but the, you know they have the same spelling. All right, the Minister of Education, awesome. Adriana. If we have to go about her first name. Because Jacob can't handle it. <laughs> Don't you get me like, started? Like, Don't you fast up? Like, like, like Hillary, like Hillary, eh? like calling Mrs. Clinton Hillary. <laughs> well, that's her name, Hillary. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Her ministry. Has- yeah, but we don't we don't respect her enough to give her the the Mrs. Clinton part. <laughs> yeah, she's too corrupt. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the minister has released. Uh, draft for the K to six education curriculum for Alberta students, and it is controversial. Uh, there is the teaching of religion in grade six. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I think in grade. F- which, which part did you miss, Jacob? <laughs> what, what do you mean, the teaching of religion? No, hold on, Jacob. Well, well, I'm getting no, there. no. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What, what type? Like any religion? Hold on. Every religion? Like what? What are we teaching? Can I lay out what what's happening first oh, before I, I guess, explain? The I guess. I mean, please? we could break it down bit by bit, but go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, I think in grade four, they're teaching that Britain is the mother country of Canada, and that uh, it, it started treaties with the natives to secure their peace and loyalty in exchange for certain rights. Are they going to let the kids that know that the treaties have been people. broken so many times? Well, I assume so, but that's that's something that Aboriginal people and their allies are getting, you know, a little upset over. And lastly, in the second grade, uh, or third grade, I believe, they're they're going to introduce kids to uh, um, Asian and European history, you know, the Mongolian Empire, the Roman Empire, you know, those type of things. And people are up in arms about this, especially with the first option, religion. So let me break that down. The minister is proposing that children learn about Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Sikhism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Confucianism, and Taoism in the sixth grade. They learned about the basic tenets of these faiths. The minister says that this is to uh, break down religious prejudice and foster a more diverse society. Now, I have long been a supporter of uh, encouraging the teaching of religion in uh, public schools uh, for that very reason, and uh, among no- a number of reasons, uh, despite popular ideal, despite popular um, uh, myth, uh, society is not becoming more secular. Society is actually becoming more religious, but just more religiously plural, more religiously diverse. And so uh, giving that the children a critical and analytical perspective of organized religion can help foster the dialogue between different faiths and build a more cohesive society. Um, now, some people are getting into their heaps about that, you know, um, especially over Christianity. You see, uh, the minister is proposing that 
children study the religious demographics of Alberta, and, ex- and teachers are expected to mention that, you know, for whatever reason, the majority of Alberta is a Christian province. Um, 62% of this province identifies as Christian, and the teachers are expected to say that. And some parents have said that this is a, can can you guess what they're going to say? Jacob? What are they going to say, John? Tell say? me, tell me what are they going to say? Some parents believe that this is scary. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, the flying spaghetti monsters are going to get us. <laughs> That's right. You know, they they have a fear that um you know the promotion of religion in the classroom especially the christian religion you know is gonna is scary maybe maybe they think that if we teach christianity in the classroom we're going to result in a, in a the kids being uh maybe all the kids are gonna, gonna suddenly convert. become christian and they're gonna adopt a conservative yeah yeah they're gonna adopt a conservative form of christianity since this is a conservative government and oh no they're gonna be islamophobic and anti-atheists and uh you know all, all all those other things that are often associated with the religious right i think and that's I think real that's just, silly. silly that's i think that's speculation. hilariously it's silly it's i mean absolutely. especially if you're teaching all um, religions i mean there's no I reason mean, unless you no... had an extreme teacher who is extremely religious but in that case then i guess you would just have to get someone else to teach the class but i mean from all the teachers i've experienced i've never had someone try to push their religion or anything onto me and if it's a part of the curriculum most teachers are pretty decent at following the curriculum we trust that teachers have the professional judgment necessary to balance the teaching of religion i think the the fear here when you put when you boil down the fear you know, that, oh, it's not so scary. The government's going to impose Christianity on um, I think it's really just a, a, a preference issue. I think there's some people are thinking that, oh, you're going to have the teachers mention that Alberta is a majority Christian population. Um, uh, that, that's, you know, that might be seen in some sense as Christian favoritism. No, it, it's just the fact and, that, uh, you know, no, I can understand no, it's why. it's just the fact pe- that Alberta is mostly Christian. It, 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 it's like... Exactly. Exactly. I, that, that's how I see it. But I understand why people would think that. But again, it, it's just well, what, is Tha- what is Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia's main religion, exactly. Islam, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same yeah. thing there. It's like it's like well, that's just how it is. The, the the majority of the population in Saudi Arabia is 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 Islamist or is Islam. Yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like a big yeah. it's not like a big oh no <laughs> that's favoritism. It's just it's just how it is. It's just what the majority of people decide to practice in terms of Absolutely. religion. I think I understand where some of this fear is deriving from. Um, there was an earlier draft relief. I'm not sure if they kept it in. Where uh, in English elementary classes, uh, Bible verses, I think, were going to be considered as a possible way of teaching the children poetry um if you if you if any of you have read the bible you know that there's a number of books that give poetry the psalms ecclesiastes um you know those type of things and uh the ministers draft proposed that okay maybe a teacher if they want can take um the the poetry of the bible and use that to teach their kids poetry and uh, i i can understand why people would be awkward about that but that's that's not. It's not like uh, having a child read poetry in the Bible is going to make them a Christian, right? It's it, 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 it's just you know teaching them how to how to write poetry. Uh, it's like if I 
gave gave them the poetry from some ancient uh, Middle Eastern or Asian mythology. We're not making these, making your kids become the religion they're learning from. We're just reading them, letting them study the poetry. So, you know, the 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 concern over the teaching of religion in schools is just fear mongering. It's speculation. It has no basis in in reason, no rhyme or reason to it. And uh, we we should consider this an opportunity to foster. Um, you know, uh, increasing religious harmony among the population. But let's move on to the other uh, objectionable parts to the to the curriculum. Um, you know, you have the teaching that Britain is the motherland of Canada. You know, and um, that uh, that it, it, it negotiated treaties with Aboriginal states for the purposes of securing their loyalty and their um, and in peace in the region. Some people are saying that that's racist. Um, you know, it, it's supplanting. It, it possibly supplants indigenous perspectives I feel on like education. People not don't understand I the mean, definition there's nothing stopping racism. indigenous people. Yeah, I agree with you. There, there, there. There, they, they. It's it, it, when you when you apply racist to everything. It, it well, because isn't race it, the, it the real race? Right? Like the real definition isn't that like disliking someone or or, or thinking that you're of higher standard than someone based on literally their race, the color of their skin. Well, that's the common sense definition. If you ask the professors at the critical race theory schools at the university, it's that plus the ability to institute it into, you know, society or something, you know, prejudice plus power. I choose to go with the common sense definition. I assume you do as well. Yeah. But I think they're, I, I think what they're saying is that it's racist because they feel that indigenous perspectives on British colonization are not going to be offered. Which is well, that's silly. my I mean, only concern too. I feel like they need to make to sure they're telling both stories and not making it seem like everything mm-hmm. was so peachy because it wasn't. There was a lot of trauma and hurt on the native side, so I feel like that should for sure be discussed. Well, the problem problem is that they've just they haven't eliminated the indigenous perspective. They just moved it to a different grade level. You know, instead of talking to kids about you know colonization in the in grade four or something, they got the residential schools in grade four. They're gonna like talk about it in some yeah, other grade. Yeah, but depending how far away, sure like if it was one. a grade, if it was a but grade right after, then I get it. But if you're spreading it apart, like if you're doing this in like what grade four, and then you're gonna teach them this later on in like grade nine, I feel like you're you're mm-hmm. not really giving a fair fair uh, representation on both sides because when you when you learn something that far apart. I mean, like, for example, let's just, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be this way, but let's just say it was. Let's say they they just kind of hype up Britain and they're like, oh, yeah, Britain, they were so cool. We were so cool to the natives. We gave them blankets and (laughs) and they totally were so thrilled. There was no wrongdoing at all. Let's say they talk up Britain, for example. And then, okay, so now the kids go years. They go like six years, for example. Let's say they teach it in grade nine, just as, just as an example. Well, now for the past six years, they've thought that there was absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So now whenever you, you, you get the native perspective, for, for all you know, you're going to be instilling in them, oh, well, they're just complaining. They're, they're just complaining about silly little things. Well, that happens already. I mean, you and I grew up under the the NDP curriculum where we learned about, you know, residential schools and that indigenous colonial perspective. And how many times have I come across people 
who uh, think that modern Aboriginal you know people today are just complacent. So I think that's it. So 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 changing when we learn about colonization isn't going to uh, necessarily lead to you know um, an anti-indigenous perspective. It, it, it simply means that your child's going to learn different things at different times, and that's okay as long as they get both sides. And you know what? When the child is older, they'll be able to take in much more in depthly the effects of col- of colonization on on uh, uh, Aboriginal people. So I don't see why you would you wouldn't do, uh, move those things to later grades. They'll they'll be in a mental state to take it in more. And I I I, I didn't care about colonization in the fourth grade. <laughs> I didn't care about that. I was uh, Pokemon. I, I was focused on you know playing video games in the fourth grade. So. No, not Pokemon. Oh. I quit that in the third grade. Oh, you know, that's Skylanders? what you like? You know, like that's, that's Skylanders? Sky, you know Skylanders? What is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah, I like Skylanders. Uh, that's what that's... No! I think no. it was fun. I, I enjoyed I it. I never watched that. <laughs> was, that was garbage. Yeah. That, yeah. that sounded doo-doo. You, you, you think it was garbage? Well, I think no. you missed out. It no, was it was duty. It was duty. I even wouldn't touch that with, a, with a 50 foot pole. That was I so think it was absolutely. <laughs> I remember when it was a thing and then it died. Game. It I, died. I think I and when it finally died, I was so happy. Away. No, well, well I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. Um... <laughs> no, I, I, perhaps I'm just Not exposed SpongeBob to different and only Sponge, SpongeBob and only gaming SpongeBob. cuisine than you are. Well, that was the dominant thing I watched on television. I don't deny that. YTV was a very entertaining source. It really was. YTV was where it was at. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So, uh, as I said, I I, I don't think that, you know, so-called claims of racism are valid when it comes to the teaching of Britain uh, and its empire in the fourth grade. I think they're unwarranted. I think it's fear-mongering. It's, 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 uh, it's presupposing that if we teach it, all the, the kids, particularly the white kids, are going to go on and you know be racist and uh, 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 anti-Aboriginal, which is silly. And uh, not, it, 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 it boils down the student's individual approach to this to some collective block that and uh, has no basis in rhyme or reason. Uh, the last part that was controversial is... Um, the teaching of uh, historical European states and Asian states in like the second grade, and I and, and it's not because of racism or anything. I can understand where where people are coming from here. Um, in the second grade, I didn't care about Europe or Asia. I didn't know what Europe or Asia was. Right. So um, when you're teaching kids tales of uh, of the Roman Empire and the Mongolian Empire and those type of things. Uh, what's really critical here is how you're teaching them. And some people feel um, that, you know, kids at that age just aren't ready. They just aren't ready to uh, to uh, to learn about complex political organizations there. But I think they are. I think they are. I think there's wonderful children's programs that can teach the, take these complex entities and boil them down to understandable language. Uh, I remember watching programs where I learned about the World, World War II through cartoons, so um, I, I think it all depends on the teaching mechanism, and I think it's more than appropriate. 
to uh, teach your children about these large-scale empires in the second grade. What are your thoughts oh, on that? Oh, when it comes to the, the teaching of the empires and whatnot? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, yeah. I, I guess that's... I mean, I don't know if we need to know about the Mongolian Empire. I mean, but wasn't that... Didn't that used to be a grade three thing? I feel like <laughs> I learned about that in grade three a bit. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I think I learned about the Mongolian... I, I, I don't remember when I learned about the Mongolian Empire. I feel yeah, like I learned about it. Yeah, sounds more right. Maybe I'm mixing up memories, but... but yeah, I mean, I... I, I I just remember a lot of people complaining that, that uh, there were certain things being taught that wasn't very about Canada. It was more so about more Europe and Asia. And it's like, well, do we... But I guess if we're trying to be more inclusive and more diverse, I guess it's not the worst thing to... Yeah, it's definitely not the worst thing to worry about. Um... I mean, there's, there's there's lessons to learn from um, uh, both, both from all these countries. So uh, there's there's no reason why we shouldn't you know use the, the the Roman Empire and the Mongolian Empire as historical lessons, especially the Roman Empire. We 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 in the West owe a tradition to Roman imperialism to the Roman Republic as well that that preceded it. So uh, it it would be silly to to uh, deny our children access to that knowledge. Okay, so with that said, uh, you know, you had the controversies that have been um, dealt with, but I, I, I think that did we you, can did you move not on to some speaking? of the wins. Did, were you not able to hear me? For, Oh, I I I, I heard huh. a, I heard a bleep, and then I uh, yeah, yeah I, was, I, was saying saying I was talking, <laughs> I was going on to say something, but it's you just kind of cut me off and kept going, so I wasn't really sure what was happening. <laughs> well, I, I, now okay, I don't really ahead. remember, Speak so it doesn't matter now. But I was I I was ta- I don't know that was weird, huh? I was just, yeah, I was just oh, going to make a little sucks. comment. Oh, I was going to say it'll be interesting to see how this, this develops and how, how this works out. Absolutely. I think we can move on to uh, some of the wins oh, of the curriculum. Oh, we're still talking um, about it? Financial literacy is going to be taught at every grade. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a long topic. But uh, yes, yes, financial literacy. That, that, <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, yeah, it is, but... Still, um, but yes, financial literacy. The, you know, the government has finally decided to teach us something that we'll actually use later on in life. Wow! Breaking news: government teaches kids something that we'll mm-hmm. actually use. Imagine that! I, I thought I'd never see the day. <laughs> oh wow! You know, that's just great. You know, we we this is something to really be excited about. You know, uh, data tells us that if more Canadians had financial education, we could cut poverty by a third. So this is something that may seem trivial, but it's really, really important. Alberta is really doing its part and playing the long game to end poverty in this province. I, I, I can't say how excited I am to see that work out. I wish I had that. I wish I had a yearly yeah. financial education course. Unfortunate for you, womp womp. All right. Well, fortunately, um, you, YouTube does offer some help, and I was able to talk with people in my life who uh, 
do have some financial knowledge. So, uh, my, my 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 calm teacher, career and life management teacher. For those of you who haven't taken that course in high school yet, worked in finance for some bit. So she、oh, was able to、so、help me、cool. write my first budget. Wow,、so、tell me more. I'm, I'm very grateful to her. That is. No, not really. Oh, you want me to tell you more about how、I'm、great w- great that that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean. I know Jacob's a、uh, a, a man of, of of many many uh many priorities, so we'll move on. Um, after this break. All righty, welcome back. And we're back. Yeah, no, that's what I was doing. Wait, I was in the process of that. But、um, anyways,、uh, so so for our last topic, we've decided to bring up something that、uh, that blew Josh's mind earlier. If only you were here to to listen to him go on and on and be like, "That's not right. That's not true."、Uh, and and that is the fact that Good <laughs> Friday and and Easter weekend、uh, is is earlier than it has been in the in the last couple of years.、Uh, I know back in 2019. It, it, I believe Easter Monday or Easter Sunday was on was on the twenty second、uh, last year. I think it was on like the ninth or the thirteenth, and now this year、uh, it's on like the sixth.、Uh, Good Friday, I think, is on like the third, which is upcoming here, or is it the second? No, no, I think it's the second. Yeah, so that's a bit interesting.、Uh, you know, I'm not used to that. Uh, I, I thought it used. To, I thought it was always set to be later on.、Uh, Josh, do you by chance, being the good little Christian boy that you are, know who dictates what date this is set on? Like, is there because it, it doesn't follow like a certain rule? It appears. Well, it's, I, I, I've always been. I've always thought that. My bad. I accidentally hit the end button with my、uh, with my arm. So, anyways, as you were saying,、uh, oh, with your arm, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I I got so so bored. I guess that I started to get distracted, and 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 I was bouncing my arm、uh, kind of near my knee, and and my it decided to just so lightly tap the corner of my screen where the X button happened to be. Huh. Anyway, I have a small arm. You saw? No, no. It doesn't take a lot. Just a bit of skin contact. But、uh, you, you always、okay. thought the, res- the resurrection was, and then it, it cut off there. So how about you continue? Yeah. Yeah. So I've always thought the resurrection、uh, day happened a week after the beginning of Passover,、uh, because that's that's what I that's what I I, I know about in Scripture. Unless I've read the Scriptures wrong, Jesus died a week after the, the beginning of Passover. Um. Yeah, but I don't know who 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 sets the dates. I I I I think this is. I don't know. I don't know who 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 determines when Easter is. Um, I have to check that out because this is weird. You know, part of me feels like this can't be true. Like really, it, 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 it's different days of 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 April for different reasons. Like that seems odd. Like it seems real odd. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
maybe the liberals have, oh, yeah. have, uh, have maybe the lib left have started changing everything Justin Trudeau with his Catholic self would dare change when Easter is that's maybe. not acceptable maybe I mean, you know, he has changed many things before. I mean, if you can change his race, I'm sure he could change when Easter is. <laughs> ah. Okay. Well, the resurrection of Jesus transcends race. <laughs> well, you never know with our prime minister. And the gospel transcends critical race theory. And, uh... You know, just... It, 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 it is... It is the best message mankind has ever received yeah fantastic well um what is it to you jake huh you know my mother asked me this from time to time what does easter mean to you what does the resurrection mean to you does it mean anything to you uh didn't jesus die on good friday yeah and he rose from the dead on easter why do they call you it know, good what does friday the then that's not very good it's good. It is good. It's good because he is triumphing over the death, over dead, death by dying. He's taking our sins in his state of perfection, and he is taking the the punishment that we deserve. And so he's being graceful, and good is triumphing over evil here. That is that is what's happening with with Jesus' death, and that is why it's called Good Friday. Interesting. Hmm. Well, it doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. Uh, sometimes I know there's turkey. Mm-hmm. I do like my turkey. Turkey on Good Friday? No, on Easter. On Easter Sunday? On Easter. No, I don't know. Oh, that's you fascinating. Don't, you that don't have turkey? Sunday. No, we don't have that. That's Thanksgiving's food. <laughs> you don't have turkey at Easter? No. What is wrong with you? What? <laughs> We have we have fish on Good Friday, and I can't remember what we eat on Easter. Wow. Well, for us, it's usually there's there's turkey usually at Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, and Easter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, that's that's uh, fascinating. What do you eat at Christmas? Oh, we have turkey and bread and. Oh, you know, so you have turkey at Christmas, but Easter, no. No, like, you're too, like you're too, you're too good. Oh, you'll have ham. You'll have <laughs> ham on Easter, but you won't have, you won't have turkey. Well, I don't cook on Easter. I, I, like, I leave it up to my mother and father. Well, you need to tell your mother and father that, that it's, it's turkey at Easter. <laughs> Why is that? It just is. It's how it's always been. Huh? Going back to the days of Jesus. Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, maybe in the future. Maybe you can cook me some someday and give it over to me. Bring it, bring it to me. Yeah, well, maybe you can get a job someday. But when, you know, when, when pigs fly. I already have one, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess you can, you can buy, you, you can cook it yourself then. Oh, that's true. You could also be uh, charitable, but, you know. Well, you could be charitable too. You know, one time I saw you. I remember one time we were sitting in a room, and 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 Miss Dollywall, her name was our our old debate coach, gave you like ten bucks or five bucks to go get something from KFC, and you came back, right. and and another one of our debate members walked in, 
and and he he was not there to receive the money, the blessing from from her her royal her royal groundness, uh, Princess Dollywall. So unfortunately, <laughs> that was a good Halloween. That was a good Halloween. But anyways, a story for another time. So I I saw this man, this greedy, selfish man, this hoarder. He, he, so, so when he was asked to share with after he had been given money from someone else, not even his own money, after he had been given money from someone else, I watched this man take a piece of, uh, pick up one of the the, the chicken strips. All right, he grabs a paper napkin, he rips off literally a strand, like a little, like not even a maybe a cent, not even a centimeter, like half a centimeter uh, a lawn, and like. I don't know, is is a milli, a millimeter wide strand of chicken and places it <laughs> onto the napkin and then hands it over. Well, that would have been too. Now. What? Well, that's not that that's not realistic because I, I couldn't possibly pick up a milliliter of, of something. I don't. My fingers are too big for that, right? Okay. So I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. If I, I remember correctly. Did not want food then he wanted food and like you know i'd already you know started enjoying my food so uh, no, I mean, you, you, you can share you can share you can just go and say oh I, I want it now you know i've met those type of people and i don't like those people <laughs> i don't like those people so no. well god made it so that you could share he gave us plenty of food in this world and you didn't share i mean he got food eventually he didn't get food he didn't get food yeah that scrap that you gave him that was basically not existing i remember <laughs> everyone looking at you too like you were just greedy just greed no i think i stand vindicated vindicated by uh my actions and he's, he's not dead he looks healthy that time i saw him he looked healthy so it's not like he died from starvation or something Right. You never know. Right. You never know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, you you were saying the resurrection of Jesus doesn't mean anything to you? No, just I'm thankful that no. I'm thankful for the Lord, and I'm thankful for Turkey on Sunday. Mm. Interesting. I guess uh, we all take religion seriously at different different. Uh, that's right. Levels. That's right. Well, you know, my family was never really religious, so. No. No, not really. No. Doesn't your grandma pray to spirits in the woods? <laughs> it's the ancestors. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, ancestor cold worship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not cold worship. She is an indigenous woman, so she, she prays to the ancestors. She 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 asks Mother Wind for help, and she asks all the other winds and the rocks and stuff and stuff. Hey, hey, hey! You pray to something that could very well be a flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah. Now, yes, yeah, sometimes I don't always agree. Like, for example, whenever it's Thanksgiving or something, she has to get a spear bowl ready. So basically what that means is we have to do, stop. Stop it. 
it basically means that we have to go ahead and take a bit of food from everything we're gonna we're gonna eat, and then we go and take it outside and put it somewhere, like near the fence or a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the spirits and the ancestors. Okay. Can I just ask a question? Go ahead. How do spiritual beings eat material food? I don't know, Josh. How does a man rise from the dead? <laughs> Well, it's very simple. His immaterial soul re-enters his physical body. Well, I guess the spirits it. decide to just eat food. They take it to the other world. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And hey, the existence of a supreme being is much more likely than the existence of talking wind. And, you know, <laughs> I never you said know, that uh, the uh, wind <laughs> talks. I said grandmother wind. And- so so the wind is not is not its own being it's it's what it, like is 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 what, what is the wind to your grandma a grandmother is it a force of nature is it a god the force of nature i suppose but but it's more because you see there's the creator which is the the, the which which is what well, he's the creator and, and then there's and then there's the ancestors and and our ancestors and then there's the, the mother there's grandmother wind and there's you know there's father winter is this uh, is this one uh, okay so let me understand this the, the, the phenomenon of nature is personified into living entities essentially like i'm trying to wrap my head around. well you're asking are, the wrong these... person because you know i don't necessarily believe in all of it i don't study it or not study i don't really I practice it her religion. She teaches it to me, but I, 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 like I said, I'm not all that into it. I don't really believe it. I don't. I personally don't ever really see the point of taking food and putting it into a spirit bowl. Never really saw the point of that, especially oh. since it's just a good way to get rodents. Okay. But you know, that's that's my thought on it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I'm right. not, uh, I, I've, I've never really thought about that, though, if, if there's a physical being in its own. I, I mean, I, I'm not really sure. I think it's kind of like how you, 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 you pray. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know that these are these are things okay. that 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 are the culture believes in, I suppose, and prays to and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> Is that all? Yeah. You know, would Would you then call yourself? Well, I I, I want to know. Would you call yourself culturally religious then? What do you mean? Like like if I, I if, if I, I'm not sure. If you you do, do do you believe any religion is literally true, or is it just a cultural phenomenon that you draw some meaning from for your family and you know? You know, it informs your identity or something. Well, I think you know my uh, beliefs are very, no, very, very diverse. Like I don't, I won't say. I try to believe a bit of everything my family believes. Uh, I mean, I find it hard to believe that that you know it's it's weird for me to want to be Christian and then go to church, and then it's also weird for me to hear them say, "Well, that's you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing what we're doing and praying to the Creator and blah 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 blah." And I'm like, I think they're the same thing. Now, do I believe in spirits? Not necessarily. <laughs> 
Uh, I, but I also believe in heaven. So, I mean, to an extent, I guess it's not far-fetched to believe that the spirits could be a thing. But do do I would I think that I interact with them? No. Do I do do I think there are demons sometimes that come into our house? No, I don't think that's a thing. But uh, I I mean. You know, uh, I, I like to try to intermingle it. If, if I had to say what I am more so, I think I would lean more towards the Christian godly side. But uh, but I, I take mm-hmm. I try to take a bit of both sides and merge it together as best I can, just just to make everyone happy and and to make me feel like I can understand it better. Mm, okay. But if I if I had so to that, choose, I'd, I'd rather go to church than. Uh, then, uh, then, then I don't know. Really, you don't, you don't want to leave food in the uh, woods. I do not want to <laughs> leave food in the woods. Okay, so it's it's more of a cultural thing. I suppose you could say that. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's a fascinating. Always interesting to hear people's perspective on religion. And you, the audience, should know what I think about religion by now. Yeah. Number, I'm, I'm that Christian boy on the block. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's 4.32. Right. So uh, if we want to get this episode up by 5, I guess I guess, uh, I guess, guess we should get get this going. And I, I'm pretty tired. I kind of want to go to bed. But, you know, got to do stuff. Okay. Well ended for Jake, old boy, here. All right. Th- thanks for guys. Uh, just call me Jake, old boy. Uh, yeah, well, it didn't really sound like that. It sounded like, oh, well, we'll end it for Jiggle Boy here. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> What's a Jiggle Boy? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. No, I don't know what that is. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll let Jacob get on with his day. Uh, right? Thanks for being here with us, guys. Uh, I'm your host, Joshua James, and with me is Jacob Knopf. Uh, we'll close. Good night. Da na na na. Da na na Unless Jacob has something to say. No? Wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You need to give me more than a freaking millisecond to respond, okay? Let me think real quick. Let me, let me take a minute to think if there's anything I need to say. Okay. It's been a month. There might be something really important here. Just hold on. I had lobster yesterday. No? Yeah. Tell me, oh, I haven't had lobster since uh, since uh, 2010 or something. Oh, wow. How was it that? was good. Um, so I tried to humanely kill them. I, I hear that a lot of chefs do this as well. Uh, the main way to kill them, or the, the humane mm-hmm. way to kill them, is to get a knife and drive it through its head. And uh, so I, I took my friend's lobster, and uh, I, you know, I drove the knife through its head, and I did it in one swift motion, and it was dead. And then uh, I, I, I thought, you know, since, since I killed one, and I've already got the blood on my hands, let, let's get my friend to do it as well. So uh, my friend goes ahead and mm-hmm. and he's he's got it right he's got it and then he stabs it through its head and a big gushing amount of blood gushes out everywhere and just kind of squirts him and at that point my my lobster didn't do the lobster his lobster didn't do that but but the one that he killed which was my lobster did do that so I, I kind of left the room and wasn't quite sure why there was that much liquid coming out of it 
And uh, when I came back in, like a couple seconds later, I realized that he didn't actually properly get its brain. So he kind of brutally maimed the lobster, and, and he just left the knife in its head too. So I had to pull out the knife, and then it kind of we felt bad. So we're not sure what to do, and it, it fell onto the floor upside down. Obviously, probably in a severe amount of pain. And uh, I'm telling him to pick it up and finish the job, and and he's not doing it. So he flips it over, and then I pick it up and I put it on the table and I'm thinking well what do I do now I, I don't really want to boil it alive it's still moving it's still got movement function so then eventually I say well this is kind of sad so I get the knife I put it back in a hole and I just quickly slice down as fast as I can okay it was not a very fun experience it was not a very fun experience it was delicious but it was not a fun experience but the Food you had looked good, yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. I, I'm a good cook. I, I posted on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, it might be, it, it might still be there. So if if someone's able to get there in time, you should go take a look at my story. Uh, that's at Mr. Nault, Mr. Nault on Instagram. Uh, uh, I mean, it's looked delicious. Yeah, let me just say something about animal pain because I know some people care about it. I don't really care about it, but uh, you should know that animals. Uh, aren't aware that they're in pain. They just feel their pain receptors going off, but they aren't. They, they don't have the mental state of being in pain. So uh, you can take solace in that. Animal pain is not like human pain. You know, what does that say about animal rights? I'll let you decide. But um, uh, if you if you care about that, if that's something that's important to you, they they they, they don't know they're they're in pain. Don't have, don't have nightmares over Mr. Nott's murder. Okay, first of all, it was my friend. He failed to kill it, all right? I put it down afterwards. Oh, yeah. I had to step Mr. up Nott's and be the man. I had to step up and be the man. Yeah. They're okay. still traumatizing, <laughs> though. Hmm. <laughs> traumatizing. Uh, PTSD from killing well, a lobster. Hey, hey. I named that lobster. He was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's a better death than what he got. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we love to uh, anthropomorphize animals so much. <laughs> well, what, what was the animal's name? Danny? Larry. Larry? Larry the lobster from SpongeBob. Yes. Big lobster. Yes. Well, anyways, uh, now we can end it. So go ahead, end it. All right, goodbye.